This is episode 18 called The Problem of Depression. I never really understood how someone depressed could reach the point of suicide until I read a quote from David Foster Wallace where he compares the depressed person to someone trapped in a burning building. It isn't that they're not afraid of the fall, but that falling to death becomes the slightly less terrible of the two terrors. It's a choice between the slow, excruciating pain of being burnt alive or the quick death of taking the jump. It's no doubt that depression is a serious problem, which is why I've been continuously researching into the possible causes of clinical depression. The mainstream claim of a chemical imbalance in the brain seems overly simplistic. The supposed solution of antidepressants seem to work only marginally better than placebo, with some research suggesting they actually do more harm than good. It might be more useful to instead view clinical depression through a biopsychosocial framework, or to put it simpler, a focus on three categories of physical health, mental health, and social health and how they can affect depression. Starting with social health, we can look first at a number of factors that are similar to what a clinical therapist would evaluate. Do you have a job? Do you have friends? A romantic relationship? Problems with addictive substances like drugs or alcohol? These are some of the foundational pillars of a healthy social life. And if you have problems in more than three of these, depression seems almost inevitable. Like the psychiatrist Thomas Saz argued in his classic book, The Myth of Mental Illness, the majority of people labeled with mental illness are actually just having problems of living instead of having a disease in the mind. For mental or psychological health, we've previously looked at how the big five personality trait, neuroticism, is linked to sensitivity to negative emotion and anxiety, and the possible evolutionary reasons we evolve such systems. Certain people may be more anxious because it is functionally useful for their survival. For example, if they are in dangerous environments or physically disabled from injury. Besides the method of cognitive reappraisal for managing negative emotions, there is also the long-established effectiveness of exposure therapy for anxiety. The anxious patient is exposed in small doses of whatever triggers their anxiety in a highly controlled manner in a safe environment. There is a cognitive behavioral therapy method that has adapted principles from both emotional processing and exposure therapy for the treatment of depression with some fruitful results. Finally, for physical health, there is growing research in the link between biological inflammation and depression. Despite the separation into three broad categories I mentioned earlier, inflammation may be the underlying connection between the social, psychological, and biological factors related to depression. Research shows that patients with clinical depression have increased markers of inflammation in their blood and highlight how it affects brain functions related to depression. These inflammation markers also have links with our gut microbiome. This is where the foundational pillars of physical health come in, such as proper diet, sleep and exercise, with plenty of research indicating how all three have impactful roles in the reduction of inflammation in the body. When we view depression through this framework, the dividing lines between mental, physical and social health isn't that clear when you really dive into the details because these factors interact with one another in multiple complex ways. The ineffectiveness of the chemical imbalance theory and antidepressants should make us rethink the way we are handling this. 
Depression is a very complicated problem, and if we want to solve it, then we will need to properly consider all the different biopsychosocial factors at all levels. The life advice for me? Complex problems require solutions at many different levels of analysis, and the solutions for depression need to factor in biological, psychological, and social causes through a more holistic approach.